So meteoric was her rise that Star Trek lost her to her success as quickly as it found her. Trek characters have been portrayed by multiple actors across multiple reimaginings of the show, but this was the only time an actor had to be replaced for a Star Trek character in the original series arc. On December 5th, 2022, about a month shy of her 72nd birthday, the world lost Kirstie Alley to colon cancer. I'm Kim Horcher, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for January 12th, and today we celebrate the life of the original Lieutenant Savick, Kirstie Alley. Kansas born and bred, Kirstie Lou, as her friends called her, dropped out of Kansas State as a sophomore and moved to L.A. to be an interior designer. She also eased her way in front of cameras, appearing on a couple of game shows, then landing a minor role on an episode of the infamous short-lived sci-fi comedy, Quark. She got good reviews for her first movie, which was director Sam Furstenberg's student film. Then she got the call that would change her life. Star Trek wanted her as a young Vulcan commander on the Enterprise. Kirstie had been a Star Trek fan since her teens. She became Lieutenant Savick, making the role her own. She pushed for her character to have the glamour of Vivian Leigh, which is quite a reach for a Vulcan. But she got to wear her hair down and appear in a bathrobe in a turbo lift scene with Captain Kirk. She was a definite hit with fans. The day after Khan was released, Harve Bennett was greenlighted for another sequel. Of course, the immediate issue was what to do about Spock, whom they had famously just killed. By the time they worked that out, got a script, and started lining up people, Kirstie became an issue. It was initially reported that she priced herself out of the role. That's what Nimoy told the press at the time. Kirstie herself later said she didn't think Shatner liked her, though she gave no evidence of that. The likely culprit of her exit from Star Trek is actually just Kirstie's success. Her acting and natural beauty did not go unnoticed in Hollywood. Filming for Star Trek III took place in 1983 and the movie was released in 1984. In 1983, Kirstie had a guest appearance on The Love Boat as well as 13 episodes of the series Masquerade, which stretched into 1984. That same year, she had starring roles in four separate movies. She had not one, but many scheduling conflicts that would have prevented her from putting the Starfleet uniform on again in 1983. Kirstie's loss was Robin Curtis's gain as she was cast as Kirstie's replacement in the third and fourth movies. That wasn't, however, Kirstie's only dip into sci-fi. One of her 1984 movies, Blind Date, is about a blind man who gains the ability to see sort of, by means of brain electrodes and computers. It's more thriller than sci-fi, but it also includes a pre-TNG Marina Sirtis and Kier DeLay from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Another of her 1984 movies was Michael Crichton's Runaway, starring Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. And who doesn't want to watch Tom Selleck chase down killer robots? Then, in 1994, after wrapping production on a little TV series called Cheers, Kirstie returned to sci-fi with Village of the Damned, in which aliens impregnated all the women in a small American town. 
Of course, Kirsty was not without controversy. Her devotion to Scientology, the religion founded by sci-fi author L. Ron Hubbard, was well known. And say what you will about Scientology and science fiction, Kirsty openly talked about having a substance abuse problem and credited her religion with saving her life. At least in her view, it helped Kirsty turn her life around, which then allowed her to achieve all she did. So happy birthday, Kirsty Alley, wherever you are. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, or daily Sci-Fi 5, for January 12th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.